A doctor hunts the one-armed man who killed his wife. Two men seek to vindicate themselves of a crime they didn't commit. A woman and her daughter travel to a new land to join an unknown husband. The butler and housekeeper of a manor live through wartime Britain. And a factory owner becomes a savior. This time on the Oscar should have gone to 1993. And the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to... Just wrote that. I know. I watched. We were all it. sitting around here, just waiting. I was I like, forget to do I it. was like, we got to get in and out of here on time because we got Top Chef finales to watch tonight. Listen, I'm only 15 minutes into RuPaul, and I have the Top Chef finale. It is a very busy television time Thursday's a for lot. me. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's a lot. We got RuPaul. We got Top Chef. I had to catch up on Real Housewives of Bev Hills today. Atlanta started last week. So wow. I'm back if, in if on you're Atlanta. stereotyping and if you're gay like I am, you, you like you have RuPaul's Drag Race, Will and Grace, and Project Runway all in the same night. Oh my god, that is a very gay day. Yeah. That is the gayest day. Yeah, it's uh, Thursday. <laughs> Thursday. Let's, <introduce, laughs> Let's bring in our guest. He's already here. Um, Matthew Scott Montgomery is with us. Hi. Writer, actor, Director, movie lover, movie lover, pro, uh, I mean, podcast thanks. host, co-host. Visitors, listeners can't see, but he's wearing a great hat. I'm killing it tonight, you guys. Yeah. And I just say too that I have a podcast with my I have a twin brother, and we have a podcast together. It's, brag. A, it's a Goosebumps podcast. We get it. Brag. Okay. Wait, anyway, Goose like yeah, the books. Yeah, yeah. Goose the Goosebumps podcast. I'm um, that. Um, and uh, uh, earlier in the series of the Goosebumps series, the book started in 1992. And so this is like this year's kind of around the time that Goosebumps books were starting. And whenever I hear the phrase or the number or the whatever, 1993, I always think of in Hocus Pocus, there's a part where um, Bette Midler's asking. Which came out in 1993. Yes. That, that, that Bette Midler is asking Thora Birch, like, what is the year? And then Thora Birch goes, 1993. And like says it like kind of nervous. But like, so whenever someone says 1993 in my head, I go, 1993, like Thora Birch. <laughs> So that's why I chose this I year. I appreciate that it has been uh, uh, two and a half minutes mm -hmm. that we've been recording and we've already talked about Hocus Pocus mm -hmm. because like it wouldn't be It was correct. so good to be here. Thanks for having me, you guys. <laughs> that's this it. You thank so you fun. for coming, you Matthew. Leave. You can talk about these other movies, but like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. the Oscar should have gone the to Hocus Pocus. The real winner Hocus. was Hocus Pocus. <laughs> oh, Directed no. by Kenny Ortega. Besides, Speaking of Hocus yeah. Pocus, did yeah. you know um, Doug Jones plays Billy, Billy yeah. who is the fish man in Shape of Water? Oh correct. my God! Yes. So he has been in one Oscar winner and one should have been Oscar winner. Yeah, that's true. Um, so at least, at least, multiple yeah. probably should have been. Oh God, he's so great. Um, with his mouth sewn shut. Yeah, and he was kind of giving you like Johnny Depp realness at yeah, times. Yeah, he definitely was. There was a little bit of Edward Scissorhandsy thing going on. There, there was definitely, but like I think I would, I would be into Billy more than Edward Scissorhands just because of the whole Scissorhands situation. Oh yeah, that's Johnny true. Johnny Depp, I, I don't know, man. 
It's so funny. Plus, Megan never kisses. Like, oh. she refuses yeah, so the, to kiss. Yeah. So that would oh, help. Okay. Not on the mouth, anyway. Yeah. See, I like being held by a man with scissors for hands while it's snowing, <laughs> but it's not really snow. It's just chunks of ice coming off a statue that he's made. That's oh, the that only way I kiss. Very, that was actually very romantic. Wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maddie, my husband, was telling me today, he was weird. I forgot how we got on Andy Circus, but mm-hmm. he was he was given a lot of Andy Circus hate. Because he was saying Doug Jones did not include, du- sorry, Andy Serkis did not include Doug Jones in his, like, he made some movie about, like, CGI actors. Oh. Oh, maybe they don't like each other. Yeah. I mean, oh, I guess wow. if you're, like, one of the two the rivalry. people that do CGI. I heard that um, Doug Jones hates Andy Serkis. Maybe early on. Started maybe. On this, yeah. Started on, let's, like, maybe start that gossip. Guys, we need to get this podcast some hits, and this is what's going <laughs> to do it. <laughs> I heard I heard Andy Serkis auditioned for Billy and Hocus Pocus yeah. and made it to final callbacks and Doug Jones got that role. If the feud between Doug Jones and uh, Andy Serkis is what like puts this podcast in the top in the top, I'm okay with it. Yeah. I hope they're like interviewing like Doug Jones at LAX on TMZ tomorrow to be like, is it true? <laughs> The Oscar should have gone. It's a good time for both of them because we've known about them our whole lives, but like now they're starting to like show their faces more. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like their careers have been like decades long, and we've always appreciated their work. And now I really know what they look like. Yeah, just now we really know what their faces look like. And I gotta be honest with you, I understand why like their faces were like obscure for so long. Well, you know, they're character. They're character. They're great character actors. I listen from one character actress to another. Yeah, like. We're not great in the face. Sometimes you are. Yeah. yeah. Like, not in the case of, like, Bill Jones and Andy Tarkin. Well, or you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God this is a podcast. Uh, that's why. Um, should we kind of jump into it, maybe? Yeah, like, let's do this. Because um, 1993, I will tell you, when you told me all these movies, I was like, not into it. Number one, because I had not really seen most of them. Now, part of the reason Matthew chose this year is because, other than Thor Birch saying 1993, was because he had never seen any of these movies Whoa. It's the only year that was on the option of years that I hadn't seen a single one of the nominated so you, movies. like, really... That is very sexy of you. And I wanted to see five movies I'd never seen before. And I watched Philadelphia as well. Oh, there you go. Bar. So I watched six movies I'd never seen before. Damn. Um, They weren't the most feel-good movies in my life. No, no. Some of them were a mistake to watch right before bed on a Saturday night. Here's the truth. There really, what I've discovered is there really is no good time to watch Schindler's List. Yeah. (laughs) There's never a time where you're like, you know what? Now's when I pop on the old. (laughs) Yeah. I got three hours and 20 minutes to kill. You know, it's fascinating. And you guys have probably already talked about this, Thanks. and we'll continue to talk about it. Is the idea of movie stardom, and when you're in a certain year, Holly Hunter and Emma Thompson yes. and Sam Neill, these are like people that are very timely. We mm-hmm. all they still work, right. but like they're like very of the moment yeah. people, where it's they have multiple nominations. Yeah. And if you look at the list of presenters at this this Academy Awards we're talking about, I might pull it up and read the list. It is so star-studded, it is ridiculous. But they're like movie stars, you know what I mean? And I guess the actors we have now are movie stars as well. We just won't really, really realize it until someone's doing a podcast of it 
20 years later or whatever. Yeah, and 30 years when we're all talking about Liam Hemsworth and his four Oscars. Like, are we going to be talking about Kumail Nanjiani? (laughs) I think we'll be talking about Timothy Chalamet for a long time. Oh, yes. I do, too. Timothy Chalamet. There's something very Leonardo DiCaprio about him. Yeah. Where I'm like, okay, this is someone we're going to be I bet like him, Saoirse. Saoirse. I feel like these are people that are going to be around. I think Daniel Kaluuya is going to be around. I do, too. And I think Margot Robbie will be around for a while, too. I think she will, too. I yeah. think she didn't get enough credit this year. That's my opinion, not talking about this year. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the first movie. Um, cool. So I always like to ask this. It's going to be a little weird to ask it because, Matthew, you hadn't seen any of the movies. I know, Megan, you hadn't seen a bunch of them. Oh, yeah. But before you watched any of these movies, Matthew, was there yeah. one that you were like, oh, this is going to be the one that... Do you want my, like, for everything I knew about them before? I can say it in a log line for all of them. Sure. Like Schindler's List, I knew like, well, that's going to be the best movie ever made and it's going to be hard to watch. That's all I knew. The piano, I'm like, Holly Hunter doesn't speak in it and Anna Packen (laughs) won an Academy Award. That's it. In the name of the father, I'm like, yeah, that's a movie about Catholic people in the 17th. I don't know. The Remains of the Day, not a clue. (laughs) And The Fugitive... I, d- I knew of it. I just remember seeing a commercial for it because it aired on Fox once when I was a little kid. And I remember being like, The Fugitive's on. And there's a Simpsons episode that's a spoof of The Fugitive. And I can't remember exactly which one it was. But after I saw The Fugitive this time, I'm like, oh, now I get all those Simpsons jokes. Aww, that's everything that's I knew so about all the worth movies. It. That's, so, that's so, I'm so glad that that Simpsons episode makes sense to yeah. me now. Um, I uh, had seen... The only two movies I'd seen was Schindler's List and The Fugitive. And, um, like, even them, in, never all the way through. Never from, like, I'm going to put this on and yeah. I'm going to turn it off when it's done. Yeah. And um, I will say, yeah, Schindler's List because it's Schindler's List. Right. Yeah. Which is also, I had, I basically, I might as well have never seen The Piano. This is yeah. another movie that, like, I knew I had watched before, but it's been... 15 years. Can I cut maybe? you off and read you the list of presenters from this year's account? Yes, this, please. Go okay. for it. This is, get ready to like screech. It's like so dripping with star power. Dustin Diamond. <laughs> Tom Hanks, Elijah Wood, Jeff Bridges, Marissa Tomei, Val Kilmer. Ooh, Iceman. Liam Neeson, Glenn Close, Rosie O'Donnell, Richard Dreyfus, Nicolas Cage, Shirley MacLaine, Gene Hackman, Laura Dern, oh Johnny Depp, Alec Baldwin, Sharon Stone, Christian Slater, Nicole Kidman, Goldie Hawn, Kirk Douglas, Tom Cruise, Anthony Hopkins, Whitney Houston, Antonio Banderas, Jeremy Irons, Emma Thompson, Al Pacino, Clint Eastwood, Donald Sutherland, and Harrison Ford. Wow. Was there a single person of color other than Whitney Houston and... Antonio Banderas. No, but Whitney, Go- oh, I'm sorry, Whoopi Goldberg hosted Whoopi. the Academy okay, Awards. Okay, well, that then year. that counts for like. And she was five. the first host, a first female host, and the first African American host of any major award show in history. Wow. Was this, was 1993 slash 94 yeah. is Academy which is, Awards. Which, like, obviously with the presenters, but also a stark contrast to the nominated movies. I think there are. Four people of color in all of these movies combined. But I will combined. say, what I will say was a surprise is Angela Bassett was nominated for Best Actress for What's Love Got to Do with It. Oh. Lawrence Fishburne was nominated for Best Actor, and then Rosie Perez was nominated for Best Supporting Actress as well. Okay. For is it? Um, let me see. I don't know what you because this is not do the right it's not thing. Not do the right thing. Let me look. Let me look it up, and is, we'll keep talking, and then we'll it find it. That movie where they win the lottery. <laughs> 
That's I have it. wings. I need to fly. It could happen to you. So. It could happen to you. Yeah. And I'm not saying that like, oh yeah, well there's two people I found them. <laughs> but it was just, we're so conditioned now to expect yeah. Oscar so white yeah. that I was like, oh, I didn't know I didn't know that Rosie Perez was nominated for an Academy Award. And that's very, amazing. Very interesting. Great for Rosie Perez. Yeah. And I would like to see her make a comeback. By and the way. I wish I had watched What's Love Got to Do With It because I would be curious. Yeah. I've love, never seen it. I haven't either. And I love Me Angela either. Bassett. Me and I would. Anime. It's a movie called Fearless. I've never even heard of that movie. Don't know it. Don't care about well, it. If Greg doesn't know it, then that says a lot. Yeah. Wow. Get out of here, Rosie. <laughs> All right, calm down on Rosie Perez. Sorry. Anyway, I feel like I just like commandeered this whole. I'm like, listen, my star power. I know everything. <laughs> the you Matthew Scott Montgomery like podcast. For it. Okay, good. I'm sort of, I'm sort of like very into. It. I just yeah. love movies and celebrities and movies and beer and <laughs> yes. martinis. We are big beer and martinis. And olives yeah. and dogs. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah, I would say Schindler's List also. Okay. Just to go back to that. So let's Show not yourself. talk about that. Let's talk let's about start, Let's start. I actually kind of liked what we ended up doing with 2017 because I feel like I always like randomly are just throwing out, let's talk about this movie. So why why don't we go alphabetically, oh. and but we'll do Best Picture last, Fine. which actually falls last alphabetically anyway. Yeah. But um, so let's start with The Fugitive. And I'm going to start that's the clock. The, the first one I watched. <gasps> Is it? It's the first one I watched too. Yeah. Oh my God, also, I feel like we are. Guys, sort of in Craig, leave us alone, yes. okay? Leave. Guys, it's the first one I watched too. <gasps> oh uh, my gosh, now you can join us. I was gonna say, neither <laughs> of us cares. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, this should not have been nominated for Best Picture. I'm gonna just go ahead and say that. It's right like now. If, ta- if Taken got nominated yes, for Best Picture. Like, times I, think, I, I wanna say Philadelphia might have should have taken <laughs> yeah, this place. Yeah. Or, I don't know, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park! This is my whole thing. That's my I best was, picture. I was, okay, I'm, spoiler alert. I'm going to say something. I was like, well, I get why, I don't, I, I was, basically I was like, I get why Jurassic Park wasn't nominated because it's like a block, like it's a big blockbuster movie and whatever, the whole thing, popcorn movie. And then I watched The Fugitive and I was like, this is not, be- this is the same level of, this is the le- lesser of, of yeah, the right. two. Yeah. And it's of the, in the same genre for me. I'm yeah. sorry. I think that, let me just say a few things that I wrote down. Yeah. Oh, Joey Pants is in this movie? Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then I said, more than halfway through and no hint at a move it, motive for who would kill Celia Ward. Jane Lynch is in this movie. Halfway through, still no Julianne Moore? Question mark, question mark. Yeah. Damn, Harrison Ford is hot. Is Julianne coming back? She's fourth build. Info dump. This movie is not very well paced. Convoluted plot. Like, this is not a best, best picture movie. <laughs> Those were the notes that I wrote. Yeah, the whole, like, particularly the convoluted, like, the whole pharmaceutical, like... That like at the last like third of the movie, it's like, oh, remember really briefly for thirty five seconds at the beginning of the movie, he met someone at a party before yeah. his wife was murdered. Anyway, because of that, and he like found something about livers. That's why his whole life got thrown into flux. Yeah, like it is very much I could like not. I could not track that plot at all. And then I was like, I'm gonna rewind and see what it is. And then I was like, no, I don't care. Yeah. But I will say, with this slate of movies that we have this year, this was the most fun to watch. Yeah. Sure. You know sure. what I mean? And the fact that it's about um, a man uh, arrested for the murder of his wife and it's by far the most fun to watch. There's <laughs> something about this year. I also think... Tommy Lee Jones was good and fine. I don't know if he should have won the Academy Award. He for th- won the Academy Award. Yeah. yeah. Like, That's insanity. 
Michael Stuhlbarg was not nominated this year. I can't even speak about that. I mean, that. I literally, I literally, I rewatched because I had to send it to my mother. I rewatched that scene. That is the most Academy Award-winning speech I've, I've ever, ever seen in a movie. I've ever heard. I'm livid. like specifically. Yeah, it was written for that. Whatever. Hate Doesn't crime. Hey, it is a hate crime. It is a hate crime. Yeah. Oscar's yeah. so Oscar's straight. Oscar's so straight. Yeah, that's <gasps> right. Yeah, we had a separate, all the gay, we, we all had a separate text thread about it. I'm sure. <laughs> Please, by the way, include it. Okay. Um, was just Kevin tweet. Spacey's not on it, is he? Not anymore. Ooh, no. Yeah, no, we took him, him off. Go. Yeah. Yeah, ooh. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Kevin Spacey has left this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like I, I just feel like the one, the great part about this movie, the one part that I really appreciated was that. Harrison Ford, every time he would like change his look a little bit, he would get more attractive. Mm. Like in the beginning, he was like bushy beard and like gray. Yeah. And then it was like the beard's gone. And I was like, okay, it looks better. And yeah. then he like did some hair. He dyes his hair for a little bit. Like, yeah. And then yeah. I was like, Han Solo is back in the building. Yeah. And I am here for it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of like other movies in a way, but maybe it's because the curse of the cliche where movies have taken cliches from movies like The Fugitive. Right. And I'm familiar with those cliches now. So to go back and watch The Fugitive, I'm like, oh, I've seen that before. But really what I've seen is other movies impersonating what was already done exactly. in The Fugitive. Yeah. We Does talked about this sense? a little bit when we did 99. I talked about with American Beauty. Like mm. I felt like I've now seen so many movies like American Beauty. Yeah. It affects my viewing of American Beauty, yeah. even though those movies. God, I think American Beauty is so good. Yeah, it's just it that, and those movies came after American Beauty, so it's not American Beauty's fault. It's but it's not. like hard to go yeah. back and like not yeah, see it through that lens. Yeah, there's stuff that reminds me of the Bodyguard, if that makes sense. Yes, totally. they seem very similar, and I there's think the Bodyguard set pieces more fun. And, I think so too. Well, yeah. Whitney Houston. Yeah, there's great set pieces, but in the end, I don't really care. Like I don't like I love the bodyguard and I yeah. love Whitney Houston, yeah. but I don't really care about like her relationship and or, and what happens to her and like Ditto with the fugitive is like it's there's some fun set pieces the whole like I don't yeah. guys to quote Tommy Lee Jones <laughs> I, I don't, don't care. care yeah I don't really care yeah yeah. Yeah, and there's something that when, like, you know, everything was kind of tied up with a bow very quickly at the end, and then credits kind of come up, and yeah. I was like, oh, y'all, this was just a popcorn movie. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was good, and I had a blast, and it's on Fox at 8 o'clock on Sunday, but, like, you know, like... It's, it's like the eighth best popcorn movie of that year, And I though. didn't look up to see... I should have, like... Do you guys, like, Rotten Tomatoes look up to see, like, reviews and stuff like it's that? It's hard with anything before Rotten Tomatoes became big. Well... Because a lot of stuff now, like... It's like you go back and like everything's like a hundred percent because anything that they pull reviews for a lot well, of are like out of curiosity, and we'll talk about yeah. more. Jurassic Park was ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and Hocus Pocus was like thirty percent. Hocus Pocus was not very well reviewed. Honestly, <laughs> I mean. I understand. It's, it's not for everybody. Just to me, it's a movie I've never questioned my entire <laughs> life. So the idea that someone wouldn't like it, I'm like, what? I have watched it recently again, by the way, and it is it holds the fuck I, up. Please, I watch it like, <laughs> like every... 13 times a year. <laughs> I have it on VHS, two copies of VHS. I have a VCR in my bedroom two, and in my living room. Oh my god. Yeah. Matthew watches it once every four weeks, not every month. <laughs> once every four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what does Sarah Jessica do when she goes like, I 
they smell children. I mean, she likes the her whole stuff is with boys. Yeah, oh, she likes boys, and it's always like vaguely sexual, which is super oh fun. She's so hot in that movie She's with her so dark, hot. dark eyebrows. Everybody's like, got great cleavage. If you think movie. about Sarah Jessica Parker, let's just talk about Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> for a second. SJP. Yeah, if you think if we're talking about SJP, a lot the, the the immediate thing you think is like Carrie Bradshaw. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean with her? But don't count out Sarah Sanderson because she gave you some some iconic looks and there's stuff from that like, movie that will looks live forever. More than- L-E-W-K. Yeah, for sure. I am very here for the, like, purple when she's flying Tits over. Tits just flopping out. Tits, like, oot a boot. Pouring out. Yeah. And yeah. You guys like, don't huh? think of, like, like the wet blanket girlfriend in the family stone? No, That's not, no, like, no, the no. first place that Some you people go. do. <laughs> Um, I don't that. think of her in Failure to Launch a whole lot <laughs> with Matthew McConaughey. Sometimes I do think of her as Annie, because that's how she got her yeah, career started, by Annie on Broadway. Yeah. Um, She's crazy. Anyway, what do you guys think about Sarah Jessica Parker? <laughs> <laughs> I like her. I watched Divorce. I watched Divorce. Like, currently? Yeah. What's so I obviously your... like her. Hey, serious question. Like, is everything okay? Yeah. yeah. Divorce? It's, it's pretty good. Is it? She's pretty good in it. All right. Are you ready to move on from The Fugitive? I guess I so. I'm pretty good. I feel like it. all of us feel like it's fun enough, but why is it here? Yeah. yeah. No question. Girl, yeah. why'd you Girl, show up? Yeah. You it went was... the wrong ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, guys. I need another drink. I also wrote down that I thought There's it was... There's beer in the fridge. Um, Ooh, is yeah. Just really Pop briefly, I, I wrote, I thought it was very strange that he wasn't at least substantially injured after that jump. Because yeah. going back and watching it, they do multiple times say that he shouldn't survive that jump. Yeah. yeah. He's like, fine. they make a lot of points out of that. So I was like, okay, because he should have died. But yeah. at least they bring up he should have died. But yeah. he's not even, like, limping after no. it. He's straight up fine. Yeah. 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 He's got that And by award. that I mean... Boy. Yeah. That's oh, but true. you you did bring up Julianne Moore earlier, and actually they did this on. Blink and you'll um, miss her, Julianne Moore. Hmm? Blink and you'll miss her, yeah. Julianne Moore. Apparently, yeah. apparently she, there was. Like, her name came up in the in the credits, and I was like, I, don't I was even like, oh shit, her in this yeah. Well, Seal Award is second billing, I think, or something like that. Yeah, and she's in like two. It's such yeah. a weird sisters. Yeah. Um, apparently, she originally there was a whole subplot where there's a love thing between yeah. her and her. I can see that. they were like. This is going to be weird because the whole movie is about him trying to avenge his wife's death if we give him a girlfriend like yeah. Yeah. four weeks after his I wife has been, been like, brutally murdered because yeah. of his pharmaceutical decisions. Because yeah. of a one-armed man. Oh, God. Who gives? Yeah. Well, whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Okay, let's move I on. I don't care. Let's move on. Let's move on to um, In the Name of the Father. Mm. Go ahead, put that on top. Matthew's reshuffling the DVDs that are all out. That uh-huh. we, we just have them here for visuals mm. for ourselves. Because Craig owns them, because of course he yeah. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew absolutely nothing about this movie. Me too. At all. And when I started watching it, I was like, oh, is this the wrong one? This, for some reason, this movie to me, and it takes place in the 70s? 70s and 80s, yeah. Yeah, it looks older than 1993 to me. Yeah. And so for a second, I thought it was a mistake. Because I was like, I thought this was a Daniel Day-Lewis movie about him being a priest in the Catholic Church. Because <laughs> that's what I had decided. And I was like, oh, no, he's, like, kind of young. And there's, like, well, a lot happening. 
this was not for my personal taste and like what the kind of movie that I like. This was might be my least favorite of the five nominees because it's. We'll get to that. We'll rank them at the end. Yeah. Matthew. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so this one was just okay for I'm me. I'm surprised to hear that because let me tell you a couple things. I really enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. That's Great. Number one. Good. I love number that. Number two. I am here for Daniel Day-Lewis, for young Daniel Day-Lewis. Mm. Like, I was into it mm. in a big way. Mm. Um, and Were you, like, really into, like, his, like, post-theft, like, yeah. pimp outfit, oh Daniel Day-Lewis? Oh, my God, Day-Lewis? The, 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 the fur and, like, the yeah. glasses and the shoes and the whole thing. Like, I was, like, I was here for it. Um, I had no, I like you, I had really, really no idea what this movie was about. And then I was, like, again, Emma Thompson is second build. She's in... She comes in the movie like two thirds in, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. maybe, and then she has like five. Nominated for best supporting actress for this. I mean, she's really good. She's great. She's super great. She was nominated twice this year, after a year after winning. Yeah, I'm also. I love Emma Thompson. I do love her. She's kind of this ageless actress to me because I have no idea how old she is in these movies. And she looks the same now. She looks exactly the same. And to me, she's always. 45? Like, yeah. I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, it's fine. And now, like, let me, now, let me say one thing about the, more, more about the sexiness. Mm. Like, I was very into... Pete and we'll talk about, Oh, I love him so much. I R.I.P., know. R.I.P. Yeah. Don't you love him in Jurassic Park, The Lost World? <laughs> <laughs> and Romeo and Juliet. Like, sometimes, yes, Romeo and Juliet. And also, um, what was that movie in Boston? Was it like the town? In the name He's of the in father. The town. <laughs> <laughs> So about the, the Catholic priest. We're no. going to talk about fucking Remains of the Day, but like, like the sexual, I, listen, I know there was like no sexual subplot between Daniel Timus and Emma Thompson, yeah. but when she, he first met her, like when yeah. they first, and then that first scene together, and she yeah. was like, that was the first time I saw you. I hated lawyers. That's yeah. my Irish accent. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's not good. That was the first time I saw you. Oh, it's, it's better than worse. I don't even do the first. The first I one was lawyers. Oh. Listen, I went to Ireland and I was pretty good at it. Ooh, that's. I think. Let me just tell you, you need to change your name because Megan Murphy's not gonna work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I keep slamming my hand down. Here's the thing. I felt like they had sexual tension that she certainly did not have with Anthony Hopkins, either in Howard's End or Remains of the Day. But I, so I kind of wanted the movie to, at that point I was like, I'm very into this movie. I'm very interested in him and his life in jail, which by the way, jail at that time in England seemed like kind of okay. I was like. Not bad. Not so bad. Like, yeah. take some LSD with some Rastafarians. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, one of but, one of the only black person in that movie, and one of our four black people in all of them. That's a prisoner. Most of our black people are actually in the fugitive, also as prisoners. Yes, yeah. um, it's not great, guys. It's yeah, not great. It's not ideal. There was, I think, one one African American cop, right, in um, Fugitive, also. Sure, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and then we have some Aboriginals in the piano later on. Anyway, so. I wanted them to do it. I yeah. was just like very it's, so, it's I I don't he's not my taste at all and I not even in this movie no he's not no it's not it's not for me but I'm thrilled that it's for you and it <laughs> makes me actually want to watch it again oh my god thank you so because much because I'm thinking will not fight over a guy no exactly he's all yours but like I was like now that you're saying it, I'm like I never thought of it as sexy like should I watch it again like I just wasn't in a sexy mood I don't think I'm always in a sexy but I like that's really that that's encouraging to me that you think that because I'm like there must be something I didn't see. 
This movie made me. Um, yeah, Carl, what did you think? I had just watched it like a year and a half ago, and I. Why? Because I wanted. I had been going through and watching all the nominees. (laughs) (laughs) And I just want to, you know who really gets me going though? It's young Tom Wilkinson, Barrister. Oh my God, I did love, I did love a Tom Wilkinson cameo. Yeah. Um, This movie did make me want to look up like the guy and be like, this sucked. I I did like Wikipedia. Like it was one of those things I was watching like the early court scenes and I was like angry. I was like, this sucks that they did this to people. Like, I agree. I'm mad. I agree. Yeah. There's the justice system. It's good to know that the justice system and he, is fucked re, up he died. the pond as well. Yeah. Not too long ago. He did, Jerry? Yeah. No oh. way. He had been like, apparently he had like a lot of issues when he got out of prison. Like he was like a drug addict and mm. stuff and then kind of like. Well, I feel like being in For prison. sure. But he got, he got better and then he worked for like social justice reform. That's a awesome. Lot. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. He, yeah. I mean, um, again, Dana DeLuce is incredible in this. Mm-hmm. He's, Pete Postlewaite is also great in Pete that. Pete Postlewaite is so great. Yeah, they're both um, I do feel like Daniel uh, Daniel Day veers a little into Nicholas Cage territory mm-hmm. in a couple Particularly scenes. Particularly early on. Yeah, yeah, early on I'm like, I think it's like I get it, but I need you to like take it from down from an 11. Yeah. Um, but he's great and it, it seems to it, it wear he wears it very well. He yeah. wears this role very well. Everybody I think is very well cast. Yeah. It's a good movie. Yeah. I, I was like, I was into it. Yeah. It's another movie that I was like, this is good. This would be like an, like, this would be like, we talked about this last week when we did two thousand or a couple weeks ago when we did 2017, that like, now that they've expanded it, like, a British movie gets nominated every year just because I think there's a lot of British people in the Academy. Mm. Um, so even movies that you're like, why did that, how did that get in? Yeah. Um, this would be that movie. Like, if this yeah. movie came out this year, like, In the Name of the Father would be like, well, that's going to be, like, everyone's eighth favorite of the nine nominees or whatever, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Like 7% the fan, the of the British. Yeah. yeah. Although I love Phantom Thread, so. Yeah. Okay, on to the next, please. I'm Bye. ready. I'm ready. We're going on to... That's me doing a piano. Oh, the piano. piano. Yeah. <laughs> I literally was like, remains of the day? What's happening? Uh, I'd never seen this movie uh, before and had heard of it. I want Craig to start with this because you... I have a lot. Yeah, I want to hear Yeah. Know. Okay, so this is what I wrote an hour in. So one hour into the movie, I wrote... Had you seen it before? Yeah, but it had been forever. I wrote, this is a weird story about a nice man who sends for a mute wife who is mean immediately and would rather be with a pervy oaf. <laughs> That's halfway through the movie. So obviously, like, things change after that point. But, yeah, like, yeah. halfway through, I was like... Why is she so mad? At, I mean, she came to this place. Why did she choose to come here? Well, she didn't. Her father sold her. I, right. I learned yeah. that from Wikipedia. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. Re- I didn't remember that in the movie I either. Because I couldn't figure out why she went. Also, we need to have a discussion about Anna Paquin in okay. this film. This is what I was waiting for. And should we talk about? Uh, can we end with Anna? Can we just like talk about other things first? Let's talk okay. about things first, and okay, okay, we'll end with Anna. That's I like fine. where you're going with this, Matthew, and I'm 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 here. For Do it. you guys think um, this is the this was the worst thing that happened? What do you think the worst thing that happened to Sam Neill in 1993 was? <laughs> was it being cuckolded by Oof. Harvey Keitel? Or being chased by a T-Rex? As soon as he came on screen, I was like, Dr. Alan Grant! Yeah, I mean this movie's so interesting and completely miserable. 
Um, it, it's fascinating to me. This was nominated and won for best original screenplay. Maybe. Maybe. Because to me, this seems like an adaptation of something. Yeah. Or some kind of fucked up fairy tale that's really bad. That, yeah. But the idea of this being original story it is so crazy. unusual because it's such a. Although Jane, Jane Campion is a weird, and I I love her. I love maybe Top I don't of the Lake. know. Oh, she's Top, Top of, of the, the Lake. Lake. Um, I've seen parts of Top of the Lake oh. China Girl. China, which is way not as good. Let me just preface this. I know that. I started watching because Nicole Kidman was going to be in it at some point, and I will watch anything, anything that Nicole, Nicole Kidman's, Kidman. but I didn't make my way through, and then my DVR box got messed up, and then it took everything off my DVR, and I didn't, I haven't tried to figure First it out. First of all, tragedy. Second of all, yeah, go back and thing. watch first. Because the second I, one is good. China Girl's fine, but the first season of Top of the Lake. First is, season, I think, is on Netflix, so I should revisit it's that. It's phenomenal. And, and Jane Campion is like, I think she's. I just think she is a weird. It wouldn't surprise me if it's original screenplay because she's. It is. Like, yes, it yeah. is. Yeah, she's. Um, a little movie called Schindler's List won adapted, adapted screenplay. Okay. No, ori- but th- this is. This not is a- original. Piano yeah, won yeah. best yeah. original. Yeah. 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 It's not. Yeah, it's not entirely surprising to me. Yeah, it's such a. Um, it's based on Jane Campion's life. <laughs> it was such an <laughs> unexpected movie to me because I was like, okay. This is going to be a miserable movie yeah. about a piano, but there was so much dick and so much sex so in it. So much penis. And so much miserable sex. Like, yeah. no one seemed like they were having a good time. Oh. Harvey Keitel is not someone I any don't of us would... I don't need to see him have sex. We wouldn't really vote don't. first to see him naked, do you know what I mean? And then just, like, fingers are getting cut off, and everyone seems so unhappy, and there's kind of, like, attempted suicide. It's and such I'm a like, weird thing where Harvey Keitel is just this, like, fucking, like... Hollywood producer like through the entire like first half of the movie and then it's like actually he's your savior yeah and it's like oh it is two different movies it really takes a huge turn yeah I, at first I was like is this a rapey movie I don't want this he said when he said I I want you to play he said I want to do things yeah. while you play yeah. you're gonna play and I'm gonna do things and yeah. I was like nope yeah. No, thank you. Hashtag me too. Yeah. I am not into this. I am not here for this. No, thank you. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, it's actually like, she, she's kind of sweet. I don't know. Is it a I Stockholm Syndrome thing? I was don't she really know. really in love with him? And I think I th- she, did she win for this? She won, yeah. I think she's she's good. She's, she's I good in it. I live for Holly Hunter. Ever <laughs> since broadcast news, and I, because as somebody who cries almost every day. I don't know broadcast news. Oh, shit. Boyfriend, you should come over and I will make you blue cheese martinis. Fantastic. And we will watch broadcast I news think Holly Hunter's just fine because I don't know any different. So I, I don't know. This Top is. Top of the lake, broadcast news, change your life. Okay. She's really weird in Top of the Lake, though, we should say. Yeah, she's really weird, but it's great. Yeah, I'm not, I can't be a good judge of her because I'm not familiar with a lot of her work. This is the most of her work that I've seen. Raising it, Arizona? I haven't seen it. Oh my God, we need to have a It's watch. weird how I miss someone sometimes. It's good that, you know, we just saw an actress lose for playing a mute. So it's nice that we saw <laughs> someone win for playing a mute. Yeah, yeah, and, and Holly Hunter is such a specific, definitive voice. Yeah. That it's really interesting, especially I think that she wins an Academy Award for a role where she's not really using her. There's a little bit of voiceover, no, but that's with so a pick true. an accent, any accent kind of accent, which is which is fine. That southern drawl, yeah, is what so her, specific. Yeah, it's so specific. Yeah, yeah. There are there are two shots in this movie that I don't, I did not love this movie, um, but there's two shots that like I feel like are, oh, those shots are amazing. 
um, which is like when she gets her fingers cut off and she collapses into the mud. Ooh. Yeah. Or it's just like her walking and it's like... And her like, like stone face. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, so when they're taking the piano and the boat and, and they she, throw the piano yeah. overboard and then like she gets pulled down the I was piano. A, I was it's reading. almost like, I feel like Jane Campion like drew those two pictures and it was like, like she had a dream about them and she was like, I need to make a movie about yeah. this. Yes. Why does this woman collapse in the mud and then get pulled under by a piano? piano? And that's why I want to meet Jane Campion because, like, I do feel like that is the way her voice, or her her mind works, and right. I am fascinated by it. I'm fascinated. I mean, this is the thing: is like I was like in and out during the first half because of the movie because I was ordering stuff online, <laughs> um, and then I really got sucked in. And by the time it was over, I was like, "This is a good movie." Yeah. That was essentially how I felt about it. Yeah. I was, and I understand why it was nominated. Yeah. I was reading online that the, in the original ending, she kills herself. And that would... It did almost feel like she should yeah. to me. Yes. Like in rewatching, I was like, but it's weird oh, she gets... Oh, actually, it maybe no, because she had a daughter that she loved. Well, that was the thing... being a little bitch. Well, that was the enough. thing. That, that was the thing because when I was watching it, I was like... Because I couldn't remember how it ended. I was like, oh, this tracks that she's going to kill herself right here, but... That sucks. She's gonna kill herself in front of her daughter. Like, yeah. This and is back also, to you not being a good pert. You were mean yeah, at the beginning, you and now mean. you're mean again. Mean. Yeah. Um, but then when she did like extricate herself from the situation, I was like, that feels weird though. Like that doesn't. Yeah. All, that I almost know. feels out neither of tone of it, with the movie. Yeah. Like neither of those of the options make sense because yeah. she had a daughter, and then she and she also did love Harvey Keitel. I think classic and, like, romance. And she, <laughs> I'm gonna do. Things. How'd you guys meet? Well, well he told me that it's my husband's kind of Aboriginal best friend who, uh, you know, wants to watch me while I play the piano and has me pull my panties down. Oh god! And then I one I just I'm so like, sorry for saying panties, you guys. And it was just like his big old. Although you know, not a bad D, Harvey. Yeah, it was fine. Just fine. Anna Paquin. Anna Paquin. Let's talk about Anna Paquin, guys. It's. Bat shit insane that Anna Paquin won an Oscar for this role. <laughs> it's hard to watch this movie. I the, One of the only things I knew going in was Anna Paquin was the youngest to win an Academy Award for the movie. So, Second youngest. Sec, okay. And I, so I was predisposed to think everything she was doing was amazing. Yeah. Right. You know, you know how that kind yes. of stuff happens? Yes. It's, yes. it's kind it's, of like Academy Award-itis sometimes where it's like, for example, I love Mila Kunis. I think Mila Kunis is great. Yeah. Somehow she accidentally got a Golden Globe nomination for Black Swan for Best Supporting Actress for that movie. And if you watch that movie thinking Mila Kunis is amazing, you're like, yeah, she's pretty good. But then you're like, what? She doesn't really do anything in this. Why was she nominated for a Golden Globe? Nothing. Why was Rachel McAdams nominated for a go- for an Oscar for Spotlight? Love Rachel McAdams. What did she, she do in that movie? She has nothing. No. She's, the movie. nothing. She's the girl in Why was Mary J. Blige nominated for Mudbound? Don't get me started on that. You know what I mean? But like, um, so hey. when I was watching this. No drama. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, Zing. There were some moments where, this is me stretching, okay? But there were some moments where she's like playing on the beach with like palm fronds or whatever, spinning and dancing around, where I had a hard time imagining her as an actress acting, and it seemed like a real little girl flopping yeah. around well, with no awareness of a camera whatsoever. Yeah, sure. And I thought that was. was kind of impressive. And it's a very difficult kind of part to pull off and not an easy task for a little girl to be able to do all that stuff. And I can't imagine her going to work in this miserable, rainy, you know, 
environment every day acting with a woman who's not really speaking. You know what I mean? Anna Packer was also born with seven accents to like to have to pick one. Let's, I talk, did let's text, talk about that real quick. I did text. How, what would we describe Anna Paquin's accent I, in this Well, movie if as. you watch her, Anna, in interviews, there's one she does. It was, it was before True Blood, but she was talking about, forget what talk show hosts, but he was like, what's the deal with your accent? This is just her as a person. Like, what's yeah. the deal with your accent? Is this like Dorit from like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills where like she's born well, in she's Australian. But she, I don't know. She that was reference. born in Australia. She, but she moved around a whole lot. Yeah. And so she, her accent is completely individual to her because she picked up certain things. Because as a little kid, she'd be a year here, a year there, moved sure. around so much that no one has whatever accent she has because it's her own kind of thing. Yeah, I think that's, I just like Dorit, which you don't understand that reference, and I'm very sad about that. I have a lot of learning uh, to I do. I call bullshit on that. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that this is the second time we've talked about Anna Paquin on this podcast because I forget how we brought, got brought up, but Joey Mandarino talked about her, how mm -hmm. she was like the emperor's with, emperor with no clothes, how every, like everybody's like, oh, Anna Paquin, and it's like, yeah. she's not very good. Yeah. And watching it, I was like, he's totally right. She's not very good and I think a huge part of it is like I was watching her and I was like oh she's exactly the same she acts now as an adult exactly the same as she did as a child yeah and I feel like she's one of those people that's like you know when something traumatic happens to you or something big happens when you're a kid and it's like you're forever stuck at that age yeah I feel like she won that academy award and was like oh people like it when I do a weird accent and yeah. I'm like this and I'm like beep, 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 beep. Yeah. whatever the fuck it was that she was doing and now does that for the rest of her life. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I, the, the, the clothes on the emperor, they've been pulled off. My eyes are open. Okay. Anna Paquin's bad. I, I wouldn't go that far. She's bad, Matthew. I, She's bad. I appreciate your opinion. I, I agree to disagree. I don't go. I don't quite go that far. But I see what you're saying. I do think um, that I described her dialect in this movie as a kid's dialect class Irish. <laughs> <laughs> It's I just couldn't. Scottish, right? I couldn't a... pinpoint where they were supposed to be from because I was only pulling it from her accent, and I, and it's... I get like as a real person she is, but like in the movie, I was like, where are they from? Is it New Zealand? Like what? what that's where New they Zealand. are. Yeah, that's where they are. But where are they coming from? Yeah, They're co I had to look it up on Wikipedia. It's supposed to be Scotland. Oh, oh. FYI. Well, yeah, yeah, what a random movie. We couldn't have gotten like. Well, all Jane was shit is New Zealand because she's not yeah. so random. Okay, great, great, great. Baby Kelly McDonald not around that we couldn't have. I know. Why couldn't we get? I Kelly guess she's McDonald. probably was too old. But, oh, baby. Um, we should move on. Yeah. Um, but that's the piano. That's the piano. That's the good piano. movie. Good movie. I so. also before we move on, just yet we have the DVD sitting in front of us, and this the DVD make cover makes oh. it look like a love story like between Harvey Keitel. Yeah. And Holly Hunter. She's and like, Holly Hunter's also smiling on the cover. Which of this she movie. never does. Which which I don't think we ever see her teeth no. at, at one point. And her. she has all of her fingers on the I think she had, I, I think she at one point maybe gives us like a little closed mouth smile when she's like. I don't like, even know about that. When she's like. She's like, I'm sort of into this. I'm yeah. into this kinky, she, yeah, like, Harvey Keitel thing. He's like, lift up your skirt. I can't. Let's next. On to the next. Um, so that brings us to the last non-winning nominee, The Remains of the Day. I would also like to talk about the cover of this DVD where I guess it's pretty fitting. It's, um, it's uh, 
Emma Thompson with full-blown poodle hair, kind of looking longingly over Anthony Hopkins, Gross. who doesn't even acknowledge <laughs> that she's alive. Yes. I am, I, I can't take any more of these movies, Craig. I'm not kidding you. The next one has to be, I, I can't. What, tell me what you mean by that. Well, Craig. We're do, talking about Merchant Ivory. Merchant Ivory. I don't which know Which is Megan's new least favorite phrase. It used to be moist panties, but now <laughs> no, Merchant Ivory. Not, I don't like the word blood. I don't like blood. I don't like, oh. anyway. What uh, Merchant Ivory teach panties. the children? What's that? So, James Ivory, it turns out. James Ivory wrote, did the adaptation for Call Me By, by Your Name. Name, and I but love But Merchant Ivory, they were, they were two guys that, they were partners, I believe in both real life and professionally. Mm. Um, Ismael Merchant died a couple British years ago. Movies. They made movies forever. So they made A Room with a View, Howard's Inn, Remains of the Day, basically like every other year for the most part from like the late 80s through the mid 90s, they had an Academy Award nominated movie. They yeah. are so boring and yeah. so, and, I'm, and I've said, I said this with Howard's Inn, like this should be a slam dunk for me. Period pieces, British period pieces starring Emma Thompson is like my, like what I what I journal at night. Yeah, like this, this should is all be. I want. This should be a slam dunk. Yeah, and I legit I don't know if it's because Anthony Hopkins is like I I just cannot see my way around like per, a, either current Anthony Hopkins or fucking um, um, Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter, and I like legit am am I, I don't. I get that there was supposed to be, when I read the back of, and I was like, oh, there's like witty banter between the two of them. I was like, was there? Cause. That's a little I, bit of a stretch. That's a real stretch for me. I yeah. don't know that banter is yeah. what I would call I feel like that. out of all the movies, this one seems so deeply unimportant. Yes. If that makes sense. That makes total sense. Because to it's a totally unsatisfying, unrequited love, but it's, there's a lot but of. But is it a love that you even wanted to be exactly. requited? Exactly. A lot Gross. of this stuff is. It's really fun. I think the idea, like Downton Abbey, is a total blast, right? Yes. Where it's like upstairs, downstairs. Where it's like there's this kind of like we're at our job, so we can't do this. You know, like and there's this like right. There's something very yeah. sexy unspoken about this girl. Like with Emma Thompson, I was like, girl, you deserve better than his ass. You oh know what my I mean? god! Like get, get the hell out of that house. Get out and of that And then they meet up whatever like, forty five like years later. Or like Hugh Grant. I mean, do and get out of that house. Or and so hot, like, what's that hot guy? Ben Chaplin. Ben Chaplin. Bang well, Ben well, Chaplin. One thing I like to do after I see movies, I try to see movies not knowing anything about them, even to this day. For example, even Call Me by Your Name or any movie that's coming out that I want to see. Like there's a movie hit this year coming coming out this year called Hereditary, and I want to mm. see it very. Bad badly and I watched the first two seconds of the trailer and I'm like nope don't need to see anymore I know I'm going to see this movie so I don't need to see a trailer I don't Love need to know who's in it right. I made it into Jurassic World without knowing any of the actors in it successfully that was really a, a feat so what I like to do is I see a movie, then I watch the trailer, then I read everything about it. So if you watch Remains of the Day knowing absolutely nothing about it, and then you watch the trailer, the trailer, at least whatever YouTube trailer I could find, makes it, they take every moment that could possibly conceived as like fun or flirty or dramatic with Emma Thompson, Anthony Hopkins, they pump it up with some music and only show those clips from like, ooh, this is a crazy, sexy, torrid love affair between Anthony Hopkins and Emma Thompson. But then you watch the movie and it's like, oh, the trailer just took the moments that could barely be considered as interesting. Are you put kidding it with music me? behind it. They made, made it. Just made it sound like they made that 
oh my god, that makes me livid. I'm because si- so many times throughout the movie, I was like, what is this movie about? Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? And I couldn't understand, like, are we Nazi sympathizers in this movie? Like, are we supposed to... You know what I mean? Like He fires the two Jewish girls, but then later he regrets it. I was like, so we can't even like agree on, there's not, there, this is the most wishy-washy, that's exactly it. Like, it was the most boring white people movie I've seen in quite some time. Oh my God, I hated it so much. Guys, I really like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell us, Craig, tell us, please. The least interesting Get thing to me, house. honestly, prove, prove me is, wrong, is the love story. Like, I don't oh, think that's okay. very interesting. See, that's all that interested me. Yeah. Um, I Ugh, think I think the whole out. I think the whole like manner story about like the guy and like all these people from England coming in that are like trying to negotiate like it kind of actually reminded me of parts of Darkest Hour like these people that are like no we need to make friends with Germany with this and mm. like just be okay with it I found that actually fascinating yeah maybe another okay. reason why I hated this movie was because I watched it after Schindler's List so I was like <laughs> list so I was like Fuck them Germans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those yeah. are they're all shit. bad oh definitely all bad people. Like Anthony Hopkins, like I like like all his stuff like later on when he's just like basically being like, Oh no, I work for this man. I didn't know the previous owner and like just trying to distance himself when like and earlier he actually like, did work for him and he was yeah. amazing. He was um, great. Yeah, he'd never even re I, w- I don't care. Again, the fugitive. I don't care. I, yeah. I legit was like, what is happening? Guys, I don't know. I just really like it. I love, the, I love that you liked it. I, I like that's it. That's so funny that you say that because I hate it. <laughs> yeah. And this will be the last episode. Hey, I like seeing Christopher Reeve walking around. Yes. What a pleasure. I think he's a dick. I've heard stories about him. Oh, okay, asshole. rest in peace. Jesus, Wait, Megan. Wait, is he straight up dead? Yeah. Yes, Megan. Oh, shit. Yeah, it After is. After he lived episode. as a quadriplegic for several years. Yeah, I know, but like he, I'm just saying, whatever. I don't want to get it. Anyway, like seeing Superman walking around. Did that you was like good. Seeing, I were literally, the one note that I wrote about this movie was Cersei Lannister up in this bitch. Oh, I didn't even notice her. Yes, she's the maid that I was like, I know that. Bitch. Oh, I didn't even. And then it went. <laughs> She's the girl, remember the the housekeeper or the maid that or whatever? That they don't want to take on, and that then she Thompson's takes on. And like, yeah, and then she gets married to Ben Chaplin. That's Cersei Lannister. I have a question for you, Craig, and for, for everyone yeah. in the room, even you, Scout. <laughs> where, like, um, I was waiting for my, um, um, wow, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank on Meryl Streep's character's name in Devil Wears Prada. What's wrong with Miranda me? Miranda Thank you. Wow. I'm, I, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This was just a momentary lapse. Um, oh, my God. What? Uh, Matthew, uh, I just got to... You have to give up your card. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Can I at least finish this episode? <laughs> um, I was waiting for that moment where the veneer breaks for a second and you get a slice of humanity from Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. We never really, really get it. I no, think never. you sort of do. No, it, but you yeah. don't get it. But you really have to be looking for it. Yes. You Two know plus I mean? hours, I'm going to need more than like I wanted, him saying bye to her. Yes, I was, I, I felt plus. really disappointed because. I think you get it a little bit when she says that she can no longer leave because her daughter's pregnant. And you, I think you get it a little bit there. I, I was, you know, Craig. And he's like, oh, of course. I like that you think that. I, I was really looking for that. Yeah. I was waiting for it. You know, I, um, it, when his dad passed away, I was like, just one, because Emma Thompson's given you everything she can for this. You yeah. Know? I mean, she's, 
She's doing everything she can and with what she And she felt real real in the sense of like she she was very about yeah. her job and she was like very good at her job but she yeah. also did have that moment have moments of humanity yeah. that came through in right. that. And I, right. And perhaps it's a cliche as well but I was hoping from this kind of curmudgeon-y do-gooder kind of follow the rules kind of sure. guy some moment where I'm like we care like it's sure it, might have, it could have been cheesy a pixar kind of moment where it's like you know, he's a good guy after all. Yeah. But I just felt mad at but the end Matthew, of the movie. But Matthew, you have hit on why I don't like this movie. Okay. And I think it's because it's really hard to build a movie around a, a main character who I have no idea who he is. Other than mm-hmm. he's about his job. That's all that I fucking yeah. know. That's it. And I don't, and, and and I think that's, I think that's the truth. I think it's hard to build yeah. a, a, a movie around a character that... We, I've not invested in at all right. because I don't know fuck all about you yeah. other than that you you take your job as a butler really seriously. Do you disagree with what we're saying about that? No, honestly, I don't know because like, I didn't like Howard's End at all. I don't know why I like this movie so much. Mm-hmm. There's just something about it I like. I think it's mostly like I just find that like that like sort of backstory of the manor really fascinating. Okay. I'm, in, I'm into that. Yeah. I think you're And I love, that. and who doesn't love Emma Thompson? Oh, God. Yeah. You know? As I'm talking, I know I just said it was a deeply unimportant movie, and as I'm talking about it, I still wasn't crazy about it, but I don't, I don't harbor such ill will towards it as I did right after I watch it. As right. I do, you know, after well, I watch, watch it. it again, I think you'll. I don't think, I think I'll watch it again. back. <laughs> I don't think I'll watch it. But again. I don't feel as mad now as I did when I finished it. Yeah, that's good. Great. Um, I'm trying to so, find something positive here. Like Speaking well, of positive, let's move on to 1993's Best Picture winner, Schindler's List. Okay, great. <laughs> I said this before, and I will say this again. Uh, there is never a good time to watch Schindler's List. Yeah. Um, I uh, watched it in bed in my pajamas. Yeah. So that was mm-hmm. that gives everybody a real visual of how I, I had to split it. it in half. I had to watch... The the cop the versions you sent were were kind of gracefully in two parts. Yeah. Yes, that's the one I had too. And so I at I the end the of, at the end of part one I was like I think I'm gonna watch some cartoons <laughs> and I will revisit this tomorrow. Yeah. Um, for my sanity, I'm grateful for it because it's the definitive Holocaust movie. It is. And now that we have that, we don't, we don't need another one. Okay. You know what I mean? And I think it's obviously. It's a super important movie, and I'm very thankful that it exists because ever since I was a little kid, I've always been this idea where it's like, that's that black and white Holocaust movie Mm -hmm. that's really serious, but really, really good. And it lived up to my lifetime pop culture reference. 1,000%. I had never seen it from the beginning all the way to the end. And I took a, between the two parts, I took a quick lap or like I went outside, I took the dog out and I, I breathed air for a minute. And I have to say, I mean, as somebody that's like very into his weird obsession with the Holocaust anyway, it is a beautiful movie and it haunted me for four days later. I dreamt about it. I looked up stuff about it because of all the, the character, you know, the, obviously it's a true story and they used a lot of the real characters' names or char- the real people's names in the situation. And I looked up what happened to them and I looked up 
all of this crap, and I was, and it's so much trivia about the movie, too. Yeah, there's a lot of information about it. Yeah, he wanted to make it for 10 years, and he went to all these different people, and they were, and in the end, he decided to do himself. The fact that he did this in Jurassic Park in the same year. Editing Jurassic Park at night at when night, he was working on this. While he was working on this. Yeah. Is, I just am like, man, whatever you say about Steven Spielberg, he is... It's Our also greatest filmmaker. I love the black time. and white. I love that. You know, what I mean? and it's such a timeless movie. That Jesus movie, Christ! Literally. Sorry to interrupt you, but now you said the the black and white. The girl with the red coat. Yeah. I had seen the first scene. Yeah, I think everyone's seen the first scene, and no one remembers the second I scene. I don't remember the second. I did not. I had not yeah. seen the second scene. Yeah. And when that fucking red coat came yeah. back, back around again, yeah. I was tears. Yeah. Like that is. What fucking what an amazing what an ama- what amazing imagery. What ruined me was the the women getting their hair cut in the shower sequence where oh. they think they're all gonna get if they're in the yeah. gas chamber. My I'm like my heart was like beating out of my. You know chest. what the craziest crazy to me, and I don't know if it's because I've become sort of deadened to it, just because even though this is maybe the definitive Holocaust movie, we still get one every year, yeah. every other year, yeah. is that what most emotionally affected me was them coming up when he's made his list and just saying their names. Yes. Like that, like two minutes where it's just like people saying their names. Saying real names. Yeah. Yeah. Like that was like the so thing many. that like There's also what, 125 speaking parts in that movie or something yeah. like that, where there's just like so much authentic... The actors that they used, or whoever that they used, and the, and they were the, with the reading that I did about it was they didn't want to really want stars in it yeah. to yes. pull focus. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Was Harrison Ford was on, and turned it down. Yeah. Because Liam Neeson's he said, the one. Yeah, oh, because he was Harrison Ray Ford Fiennes said is the one. Yeah, Harrison Ford said, you know, I don't want people thinking of Indiana Jones when they're watching this movie. Yeah. But while we're on that, and we'll get back to other things about this movie. Do you yeah. know one of the movie stars that wanted to play the role of Oscar Schindler? I do. Um, noted anti-Semite? Mel Gibson. Can you imagine? Not. Let's throw away like what that would have been like in the movie. Because who away. knows? Yeah. Let's imagine now. Twenty years later. <laughs> now let's. What we would have done had Mel Gibson played Oscar Schindler. I'll be honest. Let's not imagine <laughs> that, and let's talk about how how perfectly Liam Neeson was yeah. was cast. Yeah. He is everything in this movie. He's so amazing and such a ray of and not again. I also hadn't realized because I hadn't watched it all the way through. In my head, I was like, he's like a saint. And then in the beginning, when he's, he's like not using at all. them for, yeah, yeah, when he's using them for their cheap labor or whatever, I was like, when does the saving come in here? But that's what was so, you know, kind of engrossing about it because it was over a period of time. Yeah. And it, it, it felt earned. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, when he's like crying, when he realized he could have saved more people and he kind of collapses yeah. there. Can't even talk about it. I, it, I'm literally where we are, and I have like goosebumps. It's, it's a. You know, I had talked to my friend Joe Gillette, who's been in this podcast before, mm-hmm. and if you've met, if you know Joe, Joe's got some thoughts about movies, <laughs> and I value his thoughts really highly. And I told him about the movies that I was watching, and you know, he and I watched The Fugitive together, and um, we were talking about Schindler's List, and 
he said to me, he goes, watch Ray Fiennes in that movie. He goes, pay special attention to that and tell me how Tommy Lee Jones won an Academy yeah. Award for Best Supporting Actor over Ray Fiennes for what he does in that That's movie. That, yeah. I, didn't think of it, I didn't think of it in that way because I think of Ray Fiennes as being so evil. Yeah. There's, because he did that so well. And listen, yeah. I know he's not evil because he's friends with Andy Cohen and anybody friends with Andy Cohen is okay by yeah. me. Um, but legitimately, he is the true personification of when he just is out on that fucking balcony picking people off with it. Remember that kid, he like has him clean his bathtub and the kid like can't get any more clean. He like dismisses him, has him walk really, really far away until he's almost all the way then then kills him. I'm kills like, him. that's, that's. That's just at the very time. beginning when he has like, when he shoots that, the engineer in the head that's just like, yeah. this isn't going to work. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing my, what he says, she says, I'm Oof, just doing my movie. job. And he says, I'm doing mine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he should have his Oscar for this movie, without a doubt. Yeah. It's incredible. And he doesn't have one. It's, incre- it's incredible to me. It's incredible. Everybody in it is, and even it's hard, I mean, also, um, Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Is so great. But like the smaller roles too, which are harder to keep track of because A, it's black and white. That and one B, like mom and her daughter. Like, yes. The mom and her daughter, the guy. Oh, who, I can't even. I cannot. Who was she was gonna hide, and then she wanted to be with her mom. And then the guy who the little kid, or the or no, the kid that was like, that ends up getting married later on in the in the work camp, and is like was like, oh, I'm cleaning the streets of the ghetto or whatever to like try and serve. It is. Yeah, that. That moment where I was like, like, cause you, it, this movie is that that stress moment of like. Is that is, you're stressed the entire time being like, when is somebody getting get shot again? Like, yeah. you're just waiting for people to get shot. And it in the most gruesome, even in black and white, the most gruesome, horrifying, it is so tough. Yeah, I'm sure you guys did all the same reading that I did about it. But, but to, for those of you listening at home, I was talking about Steven Spielberg's choice of making it black and white. And one of the reasons was he didn't want anything about the movie to be beautiful at all. Like he wanted, I guess I, there was some option for like to put a color version out. And he's like, no, no, no. Yeah. I don't want anything to be visually gorgeous for this. Yeah. Wow. I want to keep it black and white. This movie could have been from 1950. This movie could have been from 19, like at any time, yeah. complete timeless. But then it makes it that all much more powerful to have red. The only, the only color that we see is that. And then at the end, of course, where yes. like modern day, you get right. color, that of course. Color. But it's just... This movie lived up in every way to whatever hype had existed in my brain of Schindler's List is that kind of movie. And it's over three hours and every single scene is necessary. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a single thing that I'd cut. To me, this is the absolute no-brainer for Best Picture of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's get to it. Let's rank them. Five to one. Matthew, I'll let you go first. Let's see, Jurassic Park first. <laughs> um, um, so we'll just do the best pictures now, and then we'll talk about a couple yes, other of movies. Yes, of course. Schindler's List would be first for me. Um, God. Um, 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 ladies first. I, 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 I need some time. All right, I got it. Um, my very last one is Remains in the Motherfucking Day. Okay. That remains my least favorite movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I think I'm going to say... Um, in the name of the Father. Okay. And then I'll say the Fugitive. And then I'll say piano. And then far and away. 
then there's a huge gap, and then it's Schindler's List. Yeah. So are these the ones we think are the best movies or the ones we liked the most? Does that make sense? I'm, it does make sense. I would say... It's a combo for me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, maybe Fugitive would be further down but like than the other two, but like I liked it. Are we going worst from best or best to worst? Worst to best. Okay, so... Oh, God. Oh, such beautiful music. You need to get your shit together with that. Um... I'm going to say Remains of the Day is the worst as well. Okay. Then I will say The Piano. Then I will say In the Name of the Father. Then I'll say The Fugitive. And then I'll say Schindler's List. All right. I am going to say, even though I enjoy it, Fugitive last because, again. Yeah, that's probably right. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You can't nominate Taken for Best Picture. That's probably with right. With some of the other things that were out there. Then I'm going to go Piano. Mm-hmm. In the name of the Father, remains of the day. Ugh. I we and are then broken again up. though, huge gap and then Schindler's List. I might wake up at, in the middle of the night, shooting up in the bed at ninety degrees at an angle, like don't make daddy style, thinking I've decided that my list was wrong, and I might text both of you saying I changed my mind. Please, please. Yeah, that is totally um, fine. We will. Never say never anything. Yeah, thing. we won't ever mention it but, again. But trust But tell sure. us if you want to. Yeah, for sure. I th- I also, think... mine is correct. So if you yeah. need okay. to change it to mine. Because I yeah, think it's correct. Schindler's List and then, you know, a cross-country road trip and then there's the other four. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that is, right. that is correct. Yeah. That's fair. Um, well, let's talk about some other movies from 93. Matthew, did you have a movie in particular you wanted to talk about? I mean, I, there's two I wanted to talk about. I mean, sure. it, for me, Jurassic Park is the, mov- is the movie of 1993. Mm-hmm. I mean, for any person that exists, it's such an important movie. And Especially like, if you're in your early 30s. And it gets better. Not that we are. It gets We're all better. very young. It gets better every time you see it. Yes. That's my opinion. And it's just the... It doesn't mo- look... The, it, it holds it all the... If it's on TV, you have to sit and watch it. If it, you, you don't know what to watch, Jurassic Park. It, it's just... Laura Dern screaming, run. You know what I mean? Like, it was such an important movie in my life. Like, it's just... It's Jurassic Park, you guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like... Visual effects still stand up to this day. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how it's 2020 or whatever year we're in right now. And like we have all the money in the world and all the technology and still some stuff looks floppy yes. and fake compared to what's in 1993's Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, shit. Can I hear it from my sisters? Yeah. Do you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Because like there's, yes, stu- queen. there's yes. stuff in that. When I see Jurassic Park, I think, why can't every movie be like Jurassic Park? It is so weird how it, it all those, like, a lot of that shit, whole, and I think a lot of it is because they did it, like, practically. They, I think right. that's why. It's not CGI. Yeah. And, like, if you're tired enough when you watch it, you'll be crying by the end. Oh, my God. If you want to do a drinking game to it, why don't you do that? Do that. Do I got I mean? very drunk watching it at the um, cemetery last summer. Fuck you. And it was. <laughs> go, go, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm a, I will not. It was, it was a, sold out. It was I remember. A dream. Yeah, you wanted to go. Yeah, it was a dream. I can't. It was a dream. Can you imagine any of these five movies you talked about, and then Jurassic Park? Which movie do you want to watch? Yeah, Jurassic Park. And it, and again, like the that's remains the whole thing. of the dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's the whole thing. Like I get the other with the the name of the father and the piano and the remains of the day. I'm like I do get why these things are nominated and not Jurassic Park. But with the fugitive, I'm like. 
me that not fun drama? Well, I mean, if the world's ending or you're having a kid or something, I don't know. If someone's, if there's some <laughs> Both crazy, terrible option. Yeah, horrible. If there's some crazy situation, and someone's like, you can only watch one movie from 1993. I'd be like Jurassic Park. That's the only my son can see. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if I had to choose sure. one from 1993, it's Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. I wrote down after I rewatched it a perfect movie because it is Mm -hmm. it's probably a perfect movie you scream you laugh you cry you clap I did forget and I mean I probably watch at least part of Jurassic Park every year but I I forgot how quick the set pieces come at the end like I forgot in my head Clever Girl happens like 40 minutes into the movie and it's like with 20 minutes left in the movie the big thing to me that I couldn't I was like shocked came so fast was like going from like the electrocution to him being like resuscitated and then like within three minutes is like the raptors in the kitchen. Don't yeah. you think that's the best scene? <laughs> oh yeah, that whole part is it's amazing. Masterful. But like I just could I just was like I just How many times have we seen it collectively? Theaters. Like what? 45, 45 times. times. Yeah, at no least yeah. And every single bing, time. Bing, 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 with the with the spoon. Every time I'm terrified. Terrified. Yeah. God, I want to watch Jurassic Park. During during just limping through. Yeah. Run. Run. Throwing doors Why the fuck closed? there's not a gif or gif of that that I can I find is a crime. God. It's a hate crime. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, that that movie is... And then when they when he goes after, he runs out and he goes, after cons- careful consideration, I've decided, decided not, to, not endorse. to endorse your part. Spared no expense, that speech with Spared the ice no cream. Expense. The first time you see the dinosaurs and the shot of them getting out of... I mean, you guys. It's incredible. It's an incredible movie. Yeah. It is. It's a it's a per, it's a perfect, it's a perfect movie. movie. So we talked about earlier him doing like two movies in one year and how amazing that is. And, yeah. You know, he had in to my, do who's in think his contract, he is? Emma he Thompson. To do this first. Well, in my head, I was always like, I mean, <laughs> and I still think it probably is the biggest feat. But I was like, no one's ever gotten even close to that. So I looked up like directors that had two movies in the same year. Tell me, tell me, please. So Joseph Mankiewicz directed All About Eve and No Way Out. Those were the same year. Yeah. Hitchcock, Dial in for Murder, and Rear Window were both 1954. Wow, okay. Hitch- yeah, yeah, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola had The Conversation and Godfather Part Two, which were both nominated for Best Picture in 1974. Wow, shitting on your faves. Mel Brooks, Blazing Saddles, and Young Frankenstein were the same year. Mm, yeah. Wow, that's pretty, imp- that's pretty impressive. And uh, Steven Soderbergh. Aaron Brockovich and Traffic were the same year. But so I still think what Spielberg did is better, but I was just surprised to be like, oh, there's people like like I still think Spielberg's the best, but the fact that any of these are even like in the picture, I was like, yeah. oh, that's yeah. interesting. Cause I expected like to look it up and it would be like, yeah. this guy did a stupid movie that made 13, like yeah. Soderbergh made a movie that made $56 yeah. and he also directed Both of these Ocean's movies, Eleven. Both of like, these movies are a thousand times better than any of the things you just listed. Yeah. I love Malavati. And they're all, I mean, like if you can, Movies that are more different, really, like yeah, Schindler's yeah, List sure. and Jurassic Park. Uh, they don't get much different than Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein. Okay, my friend. okay, that's true. But <laughs> what movie did you want to talk about, Craig? Um, I had a couple that I could talk about. Then talk about them. Were you gonna? You were gonna talk about Jurassic Park too? Yeah. No, I have another movie, but you go first. I mean, I guess the two that. I think are most important to talk about. Well, really quick, I want to mention True Romance. Which I've actually never seen. Which, Which I've actually good. never seen. It's good. Tell me more about that. Penned by Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Directed okay. by Tony Scott. It's actually, so he wrote a screenplay that basically was like this like five hour movie that with 
someone else, and now I'm going to forget who else he wrote it with, but it got split into two parts, and it was True Romance and Natural Born Killers. Oh. Basically, those were like, used to be like I do feel like I would love this movie, because again, I'm so in the whole You would really Tarantino. like True Romance, because it's very Tarantino. But the main reason I need to bring it up is because it brings me to a little segment called, Hey, That Guy's on the Wire. Oh my God. Paul Ben Victor okay. uh, shows up in True Romance. Okay. Anyway. The um, he loves to do. Right. I, I guess the movie that I liked best that wasn't nominated outside of Jurassic Park is Philadelphia. Um, which feels like an important movie. Which Matthew um, also watched. Yeah. I watched it two nights ago. Yeah. That um, I, could, I could not believe I had not seen that, especially after having seen it. Yeah. As a gay, I, I, as a gay person, not as a gay, that makes you sick. <laughs> like, I, as a gay person, I could not believe I had, I couldn't believe I had double negative seen it. Because it's just, inter- it's one of the first mainstream AIDS movies. That was kind of like right, 93 was a really big year because that's the year of uh, Philadelphia, there was, uh, and the band played on, which mm-hmm. I think was an HBO movie that it was, uh, basically like a, not even a novel. It's a nonfiction book about the beginning of the AIDS crisis, um, came out that year. And that's the year Angels in America debuted. And Hocus Pocus. Yeah. On Broadway. And of course, Hocus Pocus, <laughs> which is, films for the LGBT. it's a, it's, that's a, that's like an A, it's about AIDS. Yeah. It's yeah. a metaphor. Yeah. It's a metaphor for <laughs> how the crisis. Um, yeah. But yeah, and that kind of jump-started it, because then you do see, like, within the next couple of years, like, more mainstream stuff coming out about Have this. Have you seen Philadelphia? Um, again, what, like, not all the way through, mm. which I really need to, because yeah. I'm a real, I'm a pretty big ally, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's just you. super interesting, because, you know, hey. you have this, like... You're welcome. Because mm. I hadn't watched it in years and years and years, and... Um, so in my head, I was like, oh, that's a movie Tom Hanks won an Academy Award for because, you know, it was like... Back to back. This is... Oops. No, this was the first one, yeah. Yeah. And so then Forrest Gump the next year. Yeah. But I was like, you know, because he was doing, like, it probably was considered challenging, but he's great in it. Like... Antonio Banderas is really good in it, He's too. really good, too. And I feel like he was like... I don't know that he'd done anything probably in the U.S. before because no, I think so, this like, is before and fresh and in it to win it in that yeah. movie. Um, and it's also really interesting just because Denzel's role is very complicated. It's hard to watch a lot of it because yeah. it, a lot of it, it, of course, doesn't age super well. Right. Yeah. Because there's even like maybe two-thirds, three-fourths into the movie, Denzel, who's kind of our protagonist sometimes, yeah. is saying the word faggot and yeah. saying like, like they make me sick and they're yeah. all like talking about it. And like Social justice movies are like that. We've done a few before where it's like, oh, now it's like, call me, like now there's like well, homosexuality is such a part of the culture. Like, it yeah. doesn't... Who gives a fuck? But it is weird to watch, yeah, movies from the early 90s where yeah. even when they're being... Even when they're trying to be progressive, there's yeah. always, like, the point of view of the movie, somebody in the movie yeah. that's like... Yeah, really. yeah. Well, part, but, but, but part of his story is, like, he opens the story, like, you know, they're, like, rival counselors, basically, like, yeah. for something, and then he goes to him... Um, when he gets fired from like this huge law firm that he's a member of for having AIDS and Denzel Washington like shakes his hand and then immediately goes to the doctor because he has a young daughter and wants to make sure he can't give her AIDS because he had a man who had AIDS in his yeah. office. Yeah. But like, what a weird time that must have been yeah. to be alive. Yeah. To be like, because I feel like he, yeah. honestly, like at that point, probably like a lot of people like that were seeing that movie were like, oh, I get why he's doing that because that's how you, that is how you get AIDS. He I remember being AIDS a now. kid and watching like the Ryan White story or something. Was that his name? I don't know. 
and being in school and um, about a young boy who had AIDS. And it was basically an instructional video that was like, you can't get it from a water fountain. You can't get it from this and that. Like, you can't yeah. get it from touching. You can't, like, there's no reason to be afraid. Like, that sort of a thing. And that that's a weird thing that I... See, see you grew up in the Northeast. Like, neither Matthew or I would ever see a movie like that in school because gay people just did not exist in Texas no. or the South at all. So it was a non... No. So, you know, I have a, a VCR and I said I, I, I get a lot of use VHS tapes of movies, a lot of them from the 90s that I love watching or falling asleep to. And one of my favorite things about getting an old VHS tape is that at the beginning, um, our old commercials or um, trailers for movies. Yeah. And you just have to sit through at the beginning of a VHS yeah. tape. And what one that I ordered a couple years ago was Daria, the, like season one of oh, Daria. Oh they take some of the favorite episodes on an MTV VHS tape. That's awesome. I love that. And one of the commercials is for like the real world. You never saw it v- VHS tape. But there's a commercial with Magic Johnson where he has a VHS tape they're advertising about AIDS and HIV. Wow. And it's a bunch of like... MTV celebrities talking about teaching you about AIDS and and what the truth behind AIDS is. And they try to gloss it up and make it like the sexiest, funnest MTV thing. But it's like, yeah, buy this VHS tape for $14.99, Magic Johnson talking about AIDS, like kind of thing. And to me, it was so interesting because when that DVD, when that VHS tape came out was, I don't know, like 98 maybe or 99. And they're still trying to like advertise this idea of AIDS as something that's okay to talk about. Celebrities talk about it. It's not cool to have AIDS, but it's cool to like be knowledgeable yeah. about right. it. Yeah. And they're trying to appeal to the MTV demographic. And that was, you know, 20 years ago or whatever. And so I was like, wow, like it was just kind of like, you know, I'll put the VHS tape in and kind of smile or be charmed by whatever old advertisements on there or stuff that's like an AOL commercial. Like, oh my God, but like on the Daria MTV <laughs> VHS tape, it starts off with a trailer for an MTV themed VHS tape to teach you about AIDS that you can buy. That is you so know? interesting. It yeah. is interesting. I don't know exactly really how it yeah. makes me feel. Yeah. It makes me feel a lot of things. Yeah. It makes me kind of sad, but also makes me kind of encouraged, but yeah. like also uncomfortable, but yeah. like also like makes me glad we live in yeah and that's you know yeah. watching Philadelphia as well it's like damn like I can't uh, I, I wonder how I would have viewed things differently growing up if I had I didn't really know about Philadelphia or knew right to me it's kind of this obtuse thing that I guess Tom Hanks won he won a you know right. an Academy Award for that but I didn't even realize it was like a quote gay end quote movie or like really about AIDS, honestly, until two nights ago. Yeah. Or until you and Craig, you and I talked about it. Yeah. I was like, damn, where have I been? Yeah. You know? Because it is like, because when you think of, obviously, when you think of the Oscars this year, you think of Schindler's List, and it's like, how could Liam Neeson lose? And you watch Tom Hanks' performance, you're like, oh, I mean, I guess I can see how this is like, like, people could go one way or the other. I'm not saying necessarily like one is better, but like Tom, it's not the same thing as like, how did Tommy Lee Jones beat Ray Fiennes? Like, it's like, oh, I mean... These are two great performances, and they yeah. had to yeah. choose. And yeah, yeah, I do think Philadelphia would be choice number six, or would be the Fugitive replacement. Oh my I god, do think definitely the Fugitive remains of the day. 
fucking. I think I would have honestly like Philadelphia for me probably over any of the other nominees outside of Sherman. I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, but I do think it must have been up there because it's also we're two years removed from Jonathan Demme winning. Best director and best picture for science also, of the land. Directing so, in, like, in Philadelphia yeah. is so interesting. Yeah. So much of it is direct to lens. And so it's like, it's so, they handle, you feel so uncomfortable watching yeah. a lot of it. And it's so smart. It does feel, it's a little rushed at the end. It feels like the actual, like, we've spent so much time in the courtroom and then all of a sudden we have a verdict. And it's yeah. like, where was the real turn that yeah. we got? But yeah. yeah. So the movie I want to talk about, uh, talking about, like, um, that I, I would also put above any of it, if we're going to include Philadelphia, I'd also include this. And I think it's kind of a comedy. And so I think people, again, will dismiss it, but I think it is a really great movie. It's really, I don't know. It says a lot, but about, about a specific period of time in time. And I just love it is Dazed and Confused. I love Dazed and Confused. I'm not in the hole for Richard Linklater. Like he, mm-hmm. I run like very hot and cold on a lot of his stuff. I think this is his masterpiece. I think it is, it, there's so much great young talent in it, first of all. Um, what is his name? Not, not Anthony, is it Anthony Rapp? Yeah, Anthony yeah. Rapp is in it. And um, Is it Matthew McConaughey's yeah, first movie? Matthew McConaughey. All right, maybe not his first movie. All right, all right. Yeah. He, yeah, where he goes like, uh, he's like, uh, think so about many, these high school girls. There's so many I people get older. in that movie. They, they stay, stay the same, same age. age. Ben Affleck, ben Parker Posey. There's just, it's a lot of, um, what's his name? The, um, Adam uh, from, from St. Bernard. No, I know who you're talking no. about. Adam I'm Goldberg. Kidding. Adam yeah. Goldberg, thank you. It's, I just think it is, it's it's one of those movies that takes place in one night, which I always love, that it, the ability to do that. And I think it is just, it really captures like, oh, Jeremy London too, and it captures yeah. that, the essence of like being, being young and thinking that you're immortal. And, um... Every time it's on television, it's just like Jurassic Park for me, where it's every time it's on television, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to watch what, whatever part I come in on it, I'm yeah. going to watch the rest of Days and Confused. The yeah. music's incredible. Yeah. Um, I mean, again, I didn't like live through the 70s, but there's a, another part too where they're talking about you how... You didn't? I didn't. Shut up. <laughs> where they're talking about how um, every, the every other decade theory, how they're like, the, you know, the 60s were awesome, the 70s obviously suck. Yeah. Uh, the 80s will be great then or whatever yeah. and I think it's so funny <laughs> just that time period like how every every young person at the like thinks like the, that time the time that they're living through sucks and yeah. I, I, I remember being in the 90s and being like oh the 90s suck the 80s yeah. are so cool and now kids today are like everything everything 90s <laughs> again right. like have you seen this show Friends like yeah. they're all into this and I just like I just think it says I'm not sure what it says but I think it says a lot more than uh, then it lets on and, and it doesn't easily get, it doesn't, it, you can't define it easily. It's not just, it's easy to be like, oh, it's just a comedy or it's just that or that, this or that. Yes. Right. I think it's yeah. just a great movie. I, it is such a almost reductive thing to say, but I never thought of it as an Academy Award movie. That's what I wrote, because I rewatched it and I was just like, fun movie. It, it's for me, it's just not in the conversation. I've, and I rewatched Groundhog's Day too. I felt like the, I like Days and Confused better, but with both of them, I was like, I enjoyed this. Like, um, I mean, this can kind of like get it to that point. Like a movie like, like I can just start like a movie like Jurassic Park for me, like I said, is like a perfect Mm. movie. And like in even some other years that we have done, like 1999, 2002, 92, I could say 
this movie should have won the Oscar, even though it's not a movie that should have been considered. Yeah. For me, Schindler's List is too important and too good that even a movie like Jurassic Park, which I think is basically a perfect movie, for me to put it above Schindler's List. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, there's a, but there's other years that there have been like Oscar movies that I'd be like, no, Jurassic Park should have won over this. Like, yeah. Um, but like, so like, with what you're saying, like, never really thought of Dazed and Confused as an Oscar movie. Like, even rewatching, I was like, I really like this movie. Even these movies, even though I like it better than some of these other movies, like, I can't imagine putting in the best picture conversation. And I can't imagine the Academy, especially at that time, considering something like that. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, mean? I think 100% at sure. that time, for sure. I think nowadays, I think things are different. Yeah, I think, I think it if they had... Yeah, I think Days and Confused could totally be like in an expanded... I still think if it was five movies, it's not in there. I think, but in an expanded world, it could be like the eighth I think it's movie. a way more important movie than Remains of the Day. I think it's a more important movie even than In the Name of the Father. I think it's... Right. And I definitely think it's better than The Fugitive. Um, I mean, those are my bottom three, so I'm just right. saying that. Yeah. But like, I think that uh, I don't know. We'll talk. We can talk. We're going to talk more about this. I think as we get in, like, as we do more and more years. But like, the idea of like, what movies last? Mm -hmm. And we've ta we talked about Jurassic Park and how that like, how how that's so en enduring in our in our culture and in our vernacular today yeah. and how I, as much as I liked In the Name of the Father, I had no fucking clue what it was even about. I had never heard of it. Right. And never I'm pretty heard of it. Yeah. It says something that all of us have seen Days and Confused yeah. and can empathize with it in some sort of, in some sense. Right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Final I judgments? Agree. Final judgments. So of all the movies we've talked about, if you had to pick the best picture of 1993, Matthew. Um, my heart says Jurassic Park. My brain says Schindler's List. I have to go with Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's List times... Yeah. There's no... I mean, there's no competition. Yeah. Steven Spielberg definitely wins the year because he's got the yeah. top two movies, I think, yeah. for all of us. Yeah. Um, you but agree? yeah, Schindler's List. Yeah. 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 Music. Can we can we will you put the music in at the end instead of Dustin Hoffman? The or, the, sorry, the of Schindler's Billy List Hoffman? music or the uh, Jurassic Park music? <laughs> they're both John Williams, Surprise right? Me. Probably. I think almost all of Spielberg stuff is. I read some trivia about. I think it is. <laughs> almost all of Spielberg's and all of Kobe Bryant's movies use John okay. Williams music. All so. Right. Mm. Um, so before we uh, go, Matthew, um, we've forgotten to do this the last couple of weeks, but um, one thing we like to ask people is. Do you have a favorite movie that was released in 2018 that you've um, seen so far? Of this year so yeah. far? Um, I don't think I've seen very many movies this year. Um, I saw Annihilation last week. Um, I'm confused why that movie's <clears throat> not a bigger deal. Mm -hmm. um, I seem to be the only, other, the only person who's seen it. And I found a couple other people who've seen it. And when we find out we've seen it, we grab a hold of each other, look each other dead in the face, and say, how come people aren't talking about this movie? Yeah. Um, I love Alex Gardner. Is that his name? Who Garland. Alex Garland. Garland, thank you. Wow. Feel free to edit that. Um, we won't. I love Alex Garland. Um, <laughs> he Because Ex Machina was one of my favorite movies of, nine, of 2015. Yeah. Um, probably top two for that year. And so... <clears throat> I'm not necessarily a sci-fi buff. Right. I am a horror buff, uh, for sure. Yeah. 
There are things that happen in Annihilation that are the most terrifying things I've ever seen and things I have never seen in a movie. And you yeah. have to wake up pretty early in the morning to surprise or impress me. Right. Because I, I live... I live to scream and I live to be surprised, but I don't think I'll ever be surprised or will scream again. And when I saw Annihilation, I was like, okay, okay. Because like, <laughs> it, it shook me. Yeah. I don't think it's the best movie I've ever seen, but I think, I think people should see it. It's not a perfect movie, but like there are things that happen in that movie to me that I've never seen before and I don't think I'll ever see again that happen in a movie. They're yeah. completely new, completely fresh, and completely original. And so I thought that was pretty cool. I saw Annihilation. You did? Mm -hmm. Me too. Oh my God. You did too? Yeah. Okay, can we talk about it? Well, here's the thing about Annihilation. I think we should talk about it off uh, whatever the hell. Because we don't want to spoil anything. Um, Because it's so new. But I will say, I'm going to have a different opinion on it because I've read all of the books. Oh, okay. Okay. So, and it's, and they're, it's almost like a different thing. It's like the movie's so different from the book, so I'm like still kind of trying to process okay. the whole difference between the two of them. But yeah, I did enjoy Enjoy Annihilation. Yeah. Paddington 2 is still my favorite movie of I've heard it's really good. Paddington uh, 2 is still my favorite movie of 2018. Although I liked Annihilation, I like Black Panther, but Paddington 2 is still the best oh, movie yeah. I've seen of 2018. Amen. Amen. Marmalade. Marmalade. Matthew, before we go, is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, well, I mentioned earlier, my, my brother, my twin bro and I have a podcast. It's a Goosebumps podcast. It's called Welcome to Deadcast. Um, we're like kind Great of name. sponsored Great by, name. not sponsored, but we've, give, be, we've been given a stamp of approval from Scholastic and Sony Studios. When the Goosebumps movie came out in 2015, they had a screening just for us <gasps> and asked our notes on it, which was very cool. And then we got to be part of... And they took all that of them. Yeah. They took am- all of them. I do love that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And um, they're currently filming the sequel, Slappy Halloween, which is the Goosebumps 2. There's a producer in the film who's like, we got to put you boys in the second movie. And so I, the casting yes. director is a friend of mine, and we reached out. I'm an actor as well. And there's nothing for like 20-somethings in Goosebumps ever. So that's not happening, unfortunately. But, you know, you we can't were, play like a lawn gnome house. or maybe a chicken chicken. Maybe you guys could <laughs> maybe, both be chicken. Maybe be chickens. Oh, I love that one. Um, but um, that was our latest episode that we reviewed. I was actually reading Goosebumps number fifty four. Don't go to sleep for our next episode that we're recording. But they did invite us to be part of like the press week for when the first movie came out. So we got we were on the red carpet and we got part of like um, a press conference. We were part of it and they were very inclusive and valued our opinions, which was just way too good to be true and super geeky. My brother and I sort of pinch ourselves throughout the entire thing. So. If you uh, if you're a fan of '90s nostalgia like I am, and if you remember the books or the TV series, please subscribe and listen. And also, if you don't remember the books or the TV series, we have a lot of listeners who didn't really know Goosebumps as opposed to just those books in the bookstores where the covers scared them. You don't have to be a Goosebumps fan to enjoy the podcast, and we just have a lot of fun and just giggling and tickling and screeching about 90s books and TV shows. Um, you've listened to him for an hour and a half, so you know Matthew has an <laughs> infectious personality that his brother shared. So oh, wow. as someone who's listened to every episode of That's the podcast, true, have, I can correct. say, I probably, I think I maybe read the first 15 or something and yeah. didn't read anymore, but you definitely, there's, there's always something to take. They're both very funny, um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so I'll just plug that. Yeah. Right. Meg? Um, 
I don't have anything of my own I want to plug. Plug other people's stuff. want to plug Smitten Kitchen on um, Instagram. And also, I have both her cookbooks, and she's great. Deb Perlman. (laughs) I just made her farro with um, cherry tomatoes, and it's I like farro. Oh, you'll love this recipe. Yeah. I'll give it to you. Okay. We'll be friends. Great. Um, you can follow us on oh, this Instagram. Podcast, yeah, yeah this podcast. on Instagram at the Oscar should have gone to, or on Twitter at the Oscar should. And if you like us, rate and review us on iTunes. Please do that. That would be nice. We really need this, you guys. <laughs> There's not. Megan and I have nothing else going on. <laughs> um, so we need this. Um, next episode. Um, people have asked uh, so they can try and catch up if they'd like. We're planning on doing 2007. 2007. So, so. look oh, at those cool. 2008. It's the Academy Award year. 2007 movies. If you want to catch up before we record. Get into um, it. That's good. Thank you guys. Thanks so much, Matthew, for being with us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's thank been, you. It's We're going to go uh, have Sam Neill cut off our fingers. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> ah! No. Bye. Bye.